<laughs> it's like it's like a coiling a spring, like coiling. Oh, oh yeah. Now that's a different kind of gathering. That's yeah. compression. Yeah, that's compression, right? Okay, so I'll summarize. We, we've had this conversation about Mars retrograde and have come up with this word compression to indicate the gathering of energies that's involved with uh, Mars when it's in a retrograde pattern. Compression is? Obviously, it's the act of compressing, the state of being compressed. So you have a sense of something that has a certain volume, and yeah. there's a certain volume, and then by some kind of action, the volume gets reduced and the same amount of material is a space of less volume and that changes the dynamics of what's in it. Right. Let's see what you get from So when we compress something, yeah, the definition is pressed together to force into less space. Interestingly, to cause to become solid, like compressed cotton into bales, mm. to condense or shorten, and computers to reduce storage space for data by changing its format is the idea of changing the format of something so that it doesn't require as much space. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, especially with Mars, I think maybe an analogy with, with the internal combustion engine might be appropriate because with the internal combustion engine, you have a cycle where a piston descends, and as it descends, then the fuel is put into the cylinder and then the, the piston goes back up and it compresses the fuel into a very small space. Right. And then the fuel is ignited and it pushes the piston down. Right. A controlled explosion. <laughs> yeah. And it, the power depends upon the an amount of compression. Exactly. Along the power being the effective power that's basically turning the wheels. Mm-hmm. Which is maybe a factor of the nature of the communication between that explosion and the final driving of the wheel, which has to do with you know the transmission, the linkage, all those factors that make up the connections in the relationship. Uh -huh. So, and you're right. Then the the pressure, how much compression takes place relative to the fuel or the air fuel mixture, governs the power that's available. Internal combustion engines, a reduction in volume and increase of pressure of the air or combustible mixture in the cylinder prior to ignition, yeah. produced by the motion of the piston toward the cylinder head after intake, just as you said. And when the piston is driven back down by the explosion, basically, then on its trip down, it pulls in the next mouthful of air or combustible mixture. So the, some of the earliest high compression engines, besides those in race cars, a lot of the Japanese motors, which uh, were using a very high-quality steel, were able to, in a fairly small engine, four-cylinder, generate a lot of power because the way they built them allowed them to just create a tremendous amount of pressure in a small engine. But again, the power that transmitted to the wheels was able to drive usually a smaller car, but even some of the big ones. But yeah, so how much pressure the situation is under is represents how much power that system has at its disposal, or how much potential power there is to move things along. Yeah, the, and the story that you mentioned a minute ago, it, it has to do with the quality of your, your materials. Yes. So by having better, by having a higher quality of materials, then you can get a higher ratio of compression that will give you more energy out than you could get from an, a, a different system. Yes. It wasn't built as efficiently or perhaps was using a lower quality of air-fuel mixture. Uh -huh. So the quality of the fuel, the purity, so to speak, of the fuel, the stuff of, 
uh, the stuff of the combustion is a factor. And of course, the quality of the energy that you're gathering to put into a project, whether it's throwing a punch in a boxing match or bringing the right brush stroke to the canvas for the painting you're doing, uh-huh. how pure, or how coherent the energy is that you're consolidating and gathering to put into that has everything to do with what the outcome is going to be. Yes, yes, I see. Whether it's going to be the show all the potential for the beauty or all the potential for the punch in the boxing match that scores the point. So we're looking at a period of time here where collectively we're experiencing this sense of energy gathering. Right. And there's certainly the gathering inevitably leads to an expression. Right. It has to, it has to release. It can't, it can't be all gather and no release. The cycle has got to complete. I just had a sort of a down the rabbit hole thought <laughs> of the ultimate compression being the moment before the Big Bang. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> An entire universe and the size of something you can't see. Exactly. That's a lot of compression. <laughs> <laughs> and whenever you're expressing your energy, certainly in terms of your behavior, say in a relationship, or even as you're trying to think your way through a problem, the quality of your source is important. The quality of the nature of the energy itself, this purity, is an important factor. The efficiency with which you handle it, that is, the, as you say, or, or the equipment, as you said, the structure of, of the device, or in the case of trying to solve a problem, even if it's a thinking problem, the integrity of your premise going in governs how much juice or how much effect your conclusion is going to have Yeah. in the thought problem. Do you think, Al, that just being conscious of the fact that you are kind of gathering and coiling energy is at least a step forward? Yes, I think being aware of what's happening is is certainly a factor. I think probably I could tell some stories, I'm sure you could too, I'm sure most people who are being honest about it could, of finding themselves in a situation where they didn't, didn't realize or were not aware that their energy was coiling up until it reached a point where it had to express and because they were unaware of it, it was just expressed through the first avenue it had. Yeah. In the, in the person's arsenal of, of language, which could be maybe violence or anger, could be that which precedes a bad accident because of impulsive behavior coming out of consolidated or coiled up energy unaware yeah. to the person. Yeah, I think the first step to making the productive most of this kind of situation is being aware of energy coiling. And then I guess there's a, the factor that you were mentioning earlier about paying attention to the quality of the energy or the quality of the thinking that you're engaged in. Yeah, especially its intention. Hmm. Yeah. Where the intention of the action has a lot to do with uh, and certainly shapes the expression of the energy, possibly shapes the coherence or the purity of the energy coming to it in the first place, i.e. the intention in a friendly competition like a tennis match or a boxing match, as opposed to an intention such as revenge motive. Uh-huh. It literally shapes the kind of energy. That is, in putting the energy into expression, in fact, qualifies what kind of energy it is. Right. And I think probably being aware of the compression and having an, energy, an intention that is clear and principled gives you an awareness where you can really work with the compressing side of the equation. Mm-hmm. And listen based on your intention for the right time and the right moment and the right even the right level quantitatively to some extent of how how much energy to express at that time. Yeah. And something constructive can happen or something that is transforming perhaps in a good way. Brings an effect into the situation of the relationship that is good for it, that it grows it or 
expands it, perhaps beautifies it, instills it with love, perhaps, with an awareness of the energy compressing, gathering, and from intention and original motive, allowing a path for it to open up that will result in the energy being released, being effective. Yeah, there's an awful lot here, I think, that uh, yeah. we've already covered. One, one extra piece that I came to me when you were speaking is if we look at the example of Tai Chi or some other physical exercise, the level to which you have mastered your craft has a great deal to do with, first of all, the amount of energy that you can hold. Yes. And your ability to express that energy fruitfully and effectively as you want to. And so I think there might be a piece here where we, and I think this is what you were getting at with you know, awareness and consciousness, where we think about disciplines like translation and releasing the hidden splendor, where we, we build our craft uh-huh. so that when we are, de- and, and especially with RHS, because it deals with emotional energy, having that craft, I think, can make a huge difference. Yes, because your, your instrument, this, this body and structure that you use for your vessel through life, your craft hones that instrument sharpens it, so to speak, not in the sense of violent cutting, but rather sharpens its uh, efficiency, its its sensitivity. Yeah, you're quite right. The awareness or consciousness seems to be the key factor in the compression and expression, being fruitful, helpful, contributing something good, as opposed to being chaotic, random. And if you're lucky, it turns out okay. And if you're not lucky, it doesn't. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. But certainly when your expression of that energy is full and really let out there and maybe it's out around the edge of things, the chances of it being more constructive, beautiful, as it were, really has to do with awareness or consciousness. This has really been great because it's it's opened my eyes up in, to understand the actual potentialities of the time. Yeah. That if I'm thoughtful about things, that I can use this time to you know, consciously gather the energy and work with what I'm feeling and work with what I'm perceiving, knowing that when it turns around, something's going to be created out of all this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if, by understanding that principle, by understanding that uh, more thoroughly, you're able to look at things like full moon in Taurus on Saturday night, look at the, uh, and, and that relationship to other, and other planets, and be able to understand a little better the quality of the time and what the full moon is trying to express. You know, one astrologer said the full moon is a time when those seeds that have been planted, you know, there's a, it's, a, it's a fruition time. Yes. And uh, when you understand the quality of the energies, like Taurus, that are building up and that sort of thing, it's just, uh, as you said, it, it gives you a better sense of understanding of control, not so much control as being able to correlate or co-create with the forces at hand that seem to be out there. It lets you know that these times when whenever your energy is compressing, you're sitting on a, on a personal powerhouse of creative expression and with awareness, which will always clarify your intention to get the most out of it. Yeah. And so will everybody else. They will get the best that you have to offer in that regard. <laughs>